0: This is Admission Granted, brought to you by Upstate Medical University Admissions. And in this series, we are discussing the ins and outs of applying to and entering the field of medicine. Welcome back for the third episode of Admission Granted, where we're going to be talking about our third key, research. We're going to talk about when and how to get involved, and everything else you're going to need to know to be successful when pursuing research. So I think maybe we should start with just talking a little bit about What we did ourselves. Um, So, Andrea, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what your experience in research was as an undergraduate?
1: Sure. So, I started off in research my first semester at Binghamton University, uh, working in a neuroscience lab studying Parkinson's disease. I worked hands on with rats in a lab. And uh, after three semesters, I ended that and transitioned to a teaching assistant for that research class. I also worked as a research assistant in a child behavioral lab at Upstate after my sophomore year over the summer. What about you, John?
0: So I also did neuroscience research. Um, I joined a neuroscience lab in the fall of my sophomore year where we studied uh, motivation and reward behavior in rats. I did that from sophomore to senior year. Um, I spent my junior summer there as well. And in my sophomore summer, I also worked at a lab at Syracuse University in the Gold Crow lab. Where we similarly worked with rats, but we studied kind of how neurotropic factors affect the brain in different types of uh, Alzheimer's models.
1: So first, let's talk about if research is necessary to have before you apply to medical school.
0: So I think that's that's a good place to start here. I would say yes, it is. It's definitely. I'm sure that there are people who apply without having any research experience. However, it's highly encouraged, and I personally don't know anybody who didn't have any research experience before applying to medical school. And I think there's a heavy emphasis on it for applying, because it allows you to really apply a lot of the skills that you're learning in school in more of a practical manner that's much more relevant towards medicine. So I would encourage it. And I also I do think that it is pretty necessary, and at least is going to really increase your chances of getting into school if you have some good solid research under your belt before applying.
1: And this doesn't only apply to pre-med students. It also applies to any student looking to enter into a medical graduate program.
0: And so I also briefly wanted to talk about uh, what some of the types of research you can do. There's so many different types of opportunities out there, whether it's clinical or not clinical, whether it's wet lab, dry lab, um, whether it's even in-person versus online now. So there's tons of different types. And really, uh, I guess the, the big point here is that Any type of research really is fine. It doesn't even have to really be a hard science. You know, I know a lot of people who uh, did research in psychology or even stuff like physics. Really just anything that interests you. Each research experience is going to be different. If it's more requiring just data collection, you may be able to do an online experience. Or if it's more of a hands-on lab where you're working with animals, for example, you may need to be uh, in the lab. And we're going to talk about time commitments a lot more later. But Just keep in mind that there's several different types and any and all are completely fine as long as it's something that you're interested in and that you can talk passionately about.
1: So now let's talk about when to get involved in research.
0: Yeah, so this definitely kind of depends on where you are in your pre-med experience. You know, if you're planning on taking a couple gap years, then you could save the research and just do research during your gap years. You don't have to do it as an undergraduate. So it really depends on where you are. But I would recommend getting involved as soon as possible. It never hurts to get involved early and to start thinking about it early. So even if you do plan to take some gap years, I would definitely recommend to start thinking about this your freshman year and try to maybe even get a position your sophomore year as an undergraduate or your sophomore summer. It doesn't mean that you're too late if you're, uh, you know, if you're in your gap year and you haven't done any research, you know, there's always still time to do it, but I would start thinking about it as early as possible.
1: I agree, John. I think that a good time to get involved in research would be sometime during your sophomore year at your institution.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I would definitely say that doing it also at your institution during the school year um, it's going to give you a lot more hands-on research. There's going to be a lot more continuity to it, and you're going to be able to do a lot more because you're just going to be spending more time. It's a lot bigger time commitment. Um, and so you'll get a lot more out of it. You know, You really get what you put in. And we're going to talk a lot more about that later. But it is a big time commitment, if especially if you're doing it during the school year. And so if you're doing a lot of extracurriculars, maybe you're playing a sport or you're taking a really heavy course load, you know, it's something to keep in mind that you might not have time to be able to dedicate to doing research um, during the year. So, you know, in those cases, it's a really good idea to get involved during your summers. So, you know, your summer after your sophomore year is a great time to start to try to get involved. Um, also, after your junior year is great as well. And so just keep in mind that if you're doing research during the summer um, at an institution that's either not your school or maybe it is your school, um, it's just going to be for a shorter time frame. So you'll have more time to spend during that time. So it'll probably be longer uh, hours during the day, but you're probably not going to get as much out of it because it's such a truncated small amount of time. So it's great to definitely do, um, especially if you can't fit it in during the year. But I would recommend trying to get involved somewhere on campus during your sophomore year or maybe your junior year. And try to really kind of get that continuity throughout the years, and it shows a lot of also that you know dedication to one place, and you'll get a lot out of it. So um, I think I think that's what I would recommend as well. But I also definitely would encourage that even if you do research at your institution, um, you can still uh, pursue other research interests um, during your summers, for example, at other schools. That's what I did. I, I worked. My sophomore year, I'm in a lab at school, and then I also, uh, at my hometown in Syracuse, joined a lab for that sophomore summer uh, where I did research kind of complementing what I was doing already and kind of learned some new skills and took the skills that I had learned at school and brought them to the new lab. And so that was a really beneficial experience, and I would also encourage to get involved in multiple things if possible, and so, you know, don't follow a strict guideline, but... I would definitely recommend starting at your institution and then seeing if maybe in the summers you can branch out. Now, if you're doing it during your gap year, um, it's going to be a lot more time intensive. You're basically going to be doing it as a full-time job. I know a lot of people who found jobs uh, that applied out of college and got accepted in positions um, where they're paid or they get a stipend. So you're basically going to be doing it as your full-time job at that point. So you'll get a lot of really great experience there. So kind of just keep all these things in mind. It really depends on where you are in your pre-med journey and what you have time for to be able to fit in. And so I guess the last thing that I would really recommend is just to get involved as early as you can, because even if you still plan to do it later at a later point, you'll you'll get a feel for what you like, what you don't like, and it's only going to help you when applying. So try to get involved as early as possible, but it's never too late.
1: So the next important topic that we wanted to discuss is how to get involved in research. And that begins with getting a feel for what areas of research you are most interested in. And to do that, I would recommend first taking a look at the classes you are currently taking and the classes you have taken previously and seeing which science classes were most interesting to you. And from there, you can go onto the website or talk to your professors in person and see which ones are involved in research and just do a little bit of research on your own and ask to meet with them to find out more about their labs. And before you meet with these professors, I would recommend first looking up their research online and reading some of their publications. And um, this will just help you be able to talk to them in a meeting and realize if this sort of research is what interests you and is something that you might want to get involved with,
0: yeah, I mean, that's what I did with my lab when I was uh, a sophomore. I kind of looked back at some courses and found a course that I really liked and saw that the professor had a lab and I just reached out to him and then we set up a meeting and it kind of went from there. So that's definitely one good strategy. There's tons of other ways. I mean, you can just kind of look up on your school's website. They may have a research tab. It really depends on the institution. And then they could have a list of professors research and who may be looking for adding some people. Or uh, you can also talk to your pre-med advisor. They may be able to direct you in the right way. Um, Talk to friends. So there's tons of other resources that you can look into. And also, if you see that there's a professor online, even if you don't know them, you can just cold email them. Say, you know, hey, you know, I'm taking these courses. I'm really interested in this, um, you know, pre-med. I was wondering if you would like to meet and talk about potentially, you know, an opportunity. If there's an opening in your lab. So there's a lot of different things that you can do um, for on-campus research to kind of get your foot in the door. And once you make that point of contact with that professor, like very similar to what Andrea was saying, definitely you're going to want to look up uh, and make sure you're familiar with the work, be able to talk about why you're interested in the lab, find a publication that particularly interests you, and maybe you're able to talk about it with that professor and talk about why you're interested and maybe what you could bring to the table that might be able to complement what they're doing, and really just kind of being really open to learn. And so you really want to make sure that you're going into those uh, meetings, it, treating it kind of like an interview and being uh, very professional and you know making sure that you're well read up on what their work is and also what you're interested in, what specifically, you know, find something about their work, find a publication, something that they're doing that really interests you and be able to talk about that will really impress them. And one more strategy that I used was once you find a professor whose research you're interested in, you can reach out to them, uh, whether that's in a meeting or through an email, and just kind of offer to shadow in their lab. You know, when I I met for my interview with the professor, You know, he kind of was like, well, there's a lot of people applying, we'll get back to you. And I just kind of offered, hey, could I just get in and shadow and just kind of learn, you know, without officially working there, just help out in whatever way that I can. Uh, And he was very receptive to that. And then, uh, you know, from there, I kind of knitted my way in and learned a lot. And eventually he, he allowed me to join the lab. So... I think just kind of being really eager to learn and offering your help, even if it's not, you know, an official position is is another good way to kind of show you're interested and also kind of make you stand out uh, to that professor and could allow you to really get a lot of great uh, experience before even, you know, technically joining the lab.
1: So those were some great tips about how to get involved with research during the academic school semesters. Uh, John, can you now talk a little bit about how to get involved with research during the summertime as well as during gap years?
0: Yeah, so to go about finding summer research, um, it's a little bit different than if you're doing it on campus. You can do similar strategies to what we talked about if you're looking to stay on your campus that you attend for that summer. But if you're looking to go elsewhere, you can talk to your pre-med advisor. And oftentimes there's different programs that other students have that they might be able to recommend to you that they've done. And they can go to you know their websites and apply through their online portal system. You can also, which is something that I did, was I just, I found um, an institution, in my case it was Syracuse University, it was where my hometown was from, I knew I was going to be home there for the summer, and I just kind of cold emailed a bunch of professors. Um, I found some work I was interested in, I kind of looked up the neuroscience department, and found what I was really interested in, and found a couple labs that research aligned similar with what I was already doing at Wesleyan, and then I just kind of reached out via email i read some other publications you know said i really enjoyed this publication this work i think it's similar to what i was doing you know do you have any room in your lab Um, i'd love to meet and talk about potentially spending a summer there so you know you can cold email as well and uh, the last thing that you can can do is really just use your connections if you know anybody in a lab if you know of um you maybe a professor you know at, at another school or if you have any type of family connections someone in your family works in the lab you have a friend of a friend, something like that, you know, use your connections. This is the time to pull out all the strings you can. And um, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, reaching out and using your resources to uh, try to get into a position for the summer. And another thing worth mentioning, and this is a great um, time to do this in the summer or even for your gap years, especially. If you know of a medical school or a graduate school that you're really interested in attending, um, you can look online or you can even cold email professors and try to um, take get, take a summer or uh, spend a, your gap years uh, doing research there. It's going to give you a really uh, great advantage when you're applying because you'll be familiar with the school and you'll be able to talk a lot about the school and you may get to know professors or people that are involved in the medical school or the graduate program itself that you're interested in. So, I think that would also be really beneficial, and I would definitely recommend potentially doing that for your gap year, um, if not definitely a summer, because it'll just give you a really great advantage and it'll give you a lot of good insight. So, if you know, go on their websites, look and see if they have any programs available. Again, you can cold email, but yeah, trying to get involved with an institution uh, like a medical school or a graduate school that you know you're interested in is definitely something that I would recommend.
1: So if you're thinking about applying to Upstate Medical University for medical school or any sort of medical graduate program in your future, there's a great program that you can apply to as an undergraduate student in order to get involved in research right at Upstate on campus. And that program is called the Upstate SURF program. It stands for uh, Summer Undergraduate Research Fellowship Program, SURF. And the aim of this program is to expose undergraduate students to biomedical research. Um, it's about a 10 week summer program in which undergraduate students that are accepted work with faculty to formulate their own research and work and they work under these faculty members and even write their own research papers and have the opportunity to potentially see their work published. Um, it's a wonderful program, and um, students that are accepted are actually paid a stipend for um, that period of time plus housing right at upstate. So I would strongly recommend applying. If you're interested in this program, uh, you apply
0: about a year in advance. Where can you find that program?
1: This program can be found right on Upstate Medical University's website. If you just Google Summer Undergraduate Research Fellowship Program, it'll come up for you.
0: So we've talked a lot about how to get the research position. So now let's talk about what to do once you actually get it. How involved is the research going to be? How many hours? Uh, what are some of the things you're going to be doing, right? So I think the first thing I want to mention about this is that you really get what you put into it. I think that's really the biggest point that I want to make here. You know, the more time you spend doing research, the more you're going to get out of it, the more you're going to learn, the better relationships you're going to establish, um, the higher probability you're going to be able to get uh, on a research project that you're going to be able to actually write a paper, get published. And so the the more intense the research is and the more more of a time commitment, the more you're going to get out of it, right? You know, if you're doing research during the academic year, I've talked about this before, but you're going to have a lot more uh, time. You're going to be spending a lot more time, you know, every day dedicating to it. So you know, I think those types of experiences are going to be more time intensive than in the summer. It's going to be, you know, a lot of hours during the day, but it's going to be for a shorter period of time. So just be mindful that if you have a lot of extracurriculars and stuff that you may not be able to fit it in during the year, if uh, you're doing a lot of things like, you know, sports or extracurriculars. And we've, we've kind of talked about that, but so you, you really will get what you what you put into it. Some other things that you need to keep in mind are the type of research. And so animal research is generally, if you're working with like rats or mice or birds, it's much more of a time commitment because a lot of time the studies have to be done at the same time every single day. Um, and they're just a longer time commitment, especially with all the protocols you have to go through with working with animals, you know, feeding them, making sure that you're taking care of them properly. So just being mindful of of, of the type of research, too, is, you know, animal research is a lot less flexible than, you know, say, you know, working with cultures or Um, Doing like PCR or you know more analytical stuff. Similarly, like if it's an all an online thing, maybe you're able to work more flexible hours. So just be kind of mindful of the hours. But generally speaking, you know if you have the time for it, you're going to get much more out of it um, if you put in more time. And so I wouldn't say there's like a, you know, a set amount of time that you should be spending during the year or during the summers um, towards doing it. I think research is definitely important to have. Um, I think if you can, if you don't do it during the year, I think being able to get at least two summers worth of research in is is something that's great. Um, Or being able to work in your gap year for it. And if you're working during the school year, uh, I think that's also something that's really great. That's something that I did, Um, you know, I'd spend probably a couple hours a day you know, when I first started, I was only spending maybe an hour or two, um, not every day, because I was just shadowing. And then once you transition in, you know, I was on a group project, and then it was a little more intensive. And then, you know, by my senior year, I had my own project and was kind of doing everything myself. So it really depends on, on where you're doing the research. You know, I was doing it at a small level art school. So um, the lab was pretty small, and I got to do a lot. Whereas in some of the bigger schools, maybe, um, you know, you won't be able to do as much hands on work. So just be kind of mindful of all of these different types of things.
1: And if the actual research isn't as interesting to you, you can also get involved as a lab manager or as a teaching assistant for a research course if you have that available to you at your school. You can also be involved within your lab taking care of the animals if it's an animal lab as well as inventory or other areas around the lab that an instructor might need help with. And remember that research is an amazing way to get a great letter of recommendation from a research professor, and include that within your applications to medical school.
0: Yeah, so the more work that you put in, um, the better those connections will be that you establish, and um, you know the better your letter of rec will be uh, down the line when you come when it comes to applying. So the next thing that we want to talk about is how you can get credit for research, whether it's paid or through uh, course credit. Um, it's rarely ever paid especially undergraduate so if it's offered to be paid that's something that you could that you could pursue um, you can also see if it qualifies for work study at your school but generally if you're in a lab and you're putting in a lot of hours you can also get it for course credit and sometimes you can even take it for a letter grade so um, you're going to want to look into these things definitely talk to your um, your counselor and your advisor about whether or not uh, this is something that you can do and what your options are because you know you definitely want to make sure that you're getting compensated for what you're doing And so the other thing is that uh, it can be also taken for credit if it's through the summer. So even if you're doing it in the summer, if you're not going to get paid or getting a stipend, you can generally have it um, as an elective credit. So again, just talk to your advisor or your dean about doing these things.
1: And now we want to talk about publications and poster conferences. So as far as publications go, they aren't the norm for uh, most undergraduates applying. However, they do help you succeed when you are applying to medical school if you are able to get one.
0: Yeah, and the longer you work in a lab, um, the more likely you will be able to get a publication. You know, the more projects you'll be able to do and, um, you know, the more work you put in, basically the easier it will be to uh, work on a publication. Because generally these things happen over a long period of time, so you know they're much easier to be able to get a publication if you're doing work that is at an institution that you're doing for a long time, like during the school year. Whereas if you're doing summer research, uh, generally you probably won't get a publication out of. Um, it'll give you great experience and it's still great to do, but you're just not working there long enough to generally be able to get a publication. So, and again, if you don't have. Uh, maybe if you're an undergraduate and you didn't get in your first application cycle or you feel like your research is lacking a little bit, gap years are a great time to do more research and spend you know, all your time doing research. And that way, um, you know, you'll be able to get a lot more publications and really get those under your belt um, if you need to make your application more competitive. That's a great way to do that during your gap year. And the other thing I want to mention is that you want to try to get involved in the actual writing process to really get your name on a publication because sometimes if you're just doing the research and you're not actually involved in writing it, um, you won't be able to actually get your name on the paper itself. So if you can, you know, talk to your PI, try to get actively involved in the writing process because it'll make you a better writer and it will also help you get more publications. And poster conferences are great too. If you have some research that you've worked on and you have the opportunity to go to a national research conference, I would definitely recommend going. They're really fun and they're a great way to network and find other people who are interested in what you're doing. You can also potentially seek out other labs that you might be interested in. So it's really a really great way to have some fun and to um, you know get better acquainted with the scientific community that you're involved in. And it also forces you to really... Uh, understand everything about your research. It makes you go back over and truly get all the nitty-gritty details because you have to be able to present it, and so it's a really good refresher um, and really good way to nail down what you're doing, and that way you can talk about it really confidently, and it'll help you later in interviews as well.
1: And last but not least, we wanted to talk about balance.
0: Yeah, it's really important to remember that research can be a lot sometimes, especially if you're doing it throughout your uh, school year, so you definitely want to make sure that you're having a good work-life balance. If you're doing work during the school year, um, you know, you definitely want to dedicate the proper time to it, but you also want to make sure that you're still able to have time for your coursework, go out and hang out with friends, you you definitely want to still be able to do all the things that you want to do. So um, just make sure you're being mindful of your time commitment uh, while you're doing research. And also, something that I I wanted to mention was that there's so many options when it comes to research. You can do summer research, you can do it during your gap year, you can do it during the school year. But something that, and I know it can seem overwhelming to try to figure out when is the right time to do it, and, and how much should I be doing, but I think my recommendation would be that it's better to do one thing for longer periods of time than to do several different things, but for shorter amounts of time. You know, in my opinion, being involved in, in a lab that you're going back to, maybe you get a summer job, that then you can go and continue with the next summer. Or um, if you are working at your institution, you know, you show that you can do that for a couple years, right? Or if you're in your gap year, you stay there for a one to two year period. I think those things show more commitment it shows dedication it shows that you're willing to put in time and effort um and you're also just going to get more out of it like i was mentioning before you'll get more publications you'll get more experience um so i think it's better to do even just one thing for a longer period of time than to do like several different things and just try to get like a a ton of different experiences i think it's better to to focus more narrow and do it for a longer period of time it's just going to enrich your experience that much more
1: so that's it for episode three where we talked about all of the ins and outs about participating in research before applying to medical school.
0: Join us again next episode, where we're going to be talking about our fourth key, volunteering, shadowing, and extracurriculars. So thank you so much for listening and good luck out there.
1: Until next time on Admission Granted.